evoking magic of the everyday wonderment of life and death, one bitch at a time. Step inside, bewitch seance. Episode Dreaming Awake. Feel free to take a moment, a break to breathe. The eyes will stay closed throughout and the focus goes back to the breath. Finding your breath as you inhale. Exhaling, feeling the breath moving from your body, head to toe, slowly. There's a lot in between. Once again, inhaling. Exhaling. Listening to the sounds of a world that For whatever moment this is, we exist in it together. Allow this sound to begin creating the world that you are seeing as you sense it to life. The birds, the wind, the distance of water, sheep. Jeremy's begin to imagine it in detail. What feels like, tastes like, smells like. The temperature on your skin.
hands again as you feel your fingers and your toes and exhaling stepping back into your physical space mm. thank you for playing breathing allowing yourself to dream while awake <laughs> Luca la Bruja coming to y'all from Abuela Castaña dropping in after the full moon perfectly placed in the last quarter the story behind this week's piece that is on the Bewitch Seance Instagram page titled Ganja Fairy is the reminder of these in-between places the dream states, the astral, the ones where you are in more than one place with your breath, with your concentration and observation. Ganja Ferry overlooks the ocean that I got to swim in while I was being hailed in Wells, which is one of the most jaw-dropping magical diamonds in the world that still <laughs> exists, where the sheep graze on cliffs overlooking the oceans. Lord of the Rings shit. It is on another level. The ocean of the unconscious remembering that there are depths layers to all of it and it's up to the diver how far you decide to go remembering that you always have to come back up for breath the smallness and the fragility I would feel when I'd step into those waves, even on the stormiest of days, and I would come out with scraped, bruised, bloody knees. And there was something that felt so alive in the ability to breathe. It's the warrior spirit that's manifested through the Gondra Fairy and the reminder of finding the magic in order to be able to play and fly through while feeling all of the uncomfortable. And since childhood, I have been in awe of the magical beauty that are dreams. They have served as my safe space alongside a guide into other worlds within myself and outside of myself as messages for the choices that I navigate in my life.
I'm never disappointed. Only left in fucking awe. As is with everything in life, I'm continuously learning. Specifically with dreams, how to decipher symbols, recurrences, meaning environmental settings in the astral spaces. So if it's appearing at the same lake, or maybe it's the same mountain range, or the meadow in a very particular spot under a tree, etc., etc. So my ma and my abuela on my mom's side, my maternal grandma, both them bitches had really detailed, intense dreams throughout their lives. So because dreams were weird that my ma could relate to, it was accepted and encouraged to keep a dream journal. My mom had a fine line when it came to the metaphysical and religion and life and it was all very kind of confusing and scary. I get it. When you're indoctrinated at a very young age, um, it's very difficult to come out of of what you think is gonna, you know, condemn you to all of damnation for eternity. So that's a thing. But because of her fucking ovaries to step up and be uncomfortable, she encouraged, as I mentioned in episode 6, that I should observe the dreams. I should observe the visions. Not reacting to them, but acknowledging them just like clouds in the sky. It was so helpful to be able to experience the world from a space of sensation and being able to have those emotions alongside being able to observe it because of this shared experience that my mom was navigating in the dream world as well The dream that I talk about in episode 9 alongside the experiences mentioned in episode 6 are examples of what scrying opened up for me. Scrying is the ability to see through a lens of choice for messages or visions. In Wizard of Oz, Bitches use crystal balls and bubbles, Snow White, Bitch Mirror, Professor Trelawney's divination class, tea leaves, and all of these mediums serve as a reflection. They're mirrors. So on the next level of scrying, if you're interested, is eye gazing into someone else's eyeballs, preferably somebody that's alive. I have not tried a cadaver yet, although Airbnb underground experience, doing like a psychedelic scrying session with the cadaver, some of my favorites in nature, water, clouds, fire, smoke, oof, it's life's 
old school tarot before the cards came into play. But regardless of your medium of choice, it's fascinating to see how all of these costumes serve as this reading of the fluidity in life, a meditative observation focusing on your breath. And that sounds like a giant clusterfuck of not even knowing where to start, but that's the beautiful thing about baby steps. And then bit by bit, all them bitches are climbing trees and shit. Yup. <laughs> I look forward to it too. It never really made sense to me uh, how mainstream culture was so quick to dismiss visions in a waking state but so accepting of visions in a sleeping dream state so it's one of the reasons why i really admire bitches that are within the branches of experimentation when it comes to parapsychology quantum physics sort of all of these outliers really putting into practice what science is and looking at the impossibilities of life seeing how one can interact with them and have a better understanding for what the fuck is actually going on. So as we follow the breadcrumbs that Katrina left us from the last episode, we resurrect from the phoenix cycle after burning, being given some fucking water, grateful for the bomb that comes after the burn. Opening up with our beautiful deck of tarot as we navigate. The various states of dreams and having a better understanding for our personal messages. May we be reminded of the seven of pentacles to keep close to our hearts with an open mind. This is the same card I pulled in episode two in the same direction as well. So it's really nice to see how those interweave really bringing out the magic in our various states of consciousness. The seven of pentacles, the royal diadem, recuperation, exchange, gain. Gracias. In fourth grade we went on a field trip to Knott's Berry Farm in California and my favorite attraction there by far was the Mystery Lodge, which is this performance inside, supposed to be outside, told at night by this really ancient bitch, and they're scrying over a huge bonfire, telling the story in smoke, and I am 
engrossed in everything that is being said and it could feel this deep yearning for the storytelling with nature voice and magic and how distant it felt unattainable even though it made so much sense to me to be able to go to somebody and have the conversation the dialogue of what do your dreams look like what do these symbols represent what are the messages that are coming through for you particularly my youngest bruja in law brought closure to my fourth grade self when she told me that in her village growing up in ethiopia they had a dream interpreter someone you could go to to sit down with talk about translate the symbols the messages that were so intimate to each individual hallelujah eventually the exploration and curiosity with scrying and dreams led to the experimentation of clairvoyance clairvoyance like scrying is the ability to see beyond what magicians would call ordinary perception it's one of some say seven some say ten clair senses universal magician acceptance is that there are five this takes into account those five alongside others so they're all heightened states almost like if you took a little bit of mushroom tea or microdose that's my experience of it other bitches feel it in different ways no matter how many books i read about clairvoyance it wasn't until i stepped into the practice of it that my fascination with the in-between states expanded it also reminded me that reading all the books in the world would never allow me to absorb what I was understanding conceptually, but wanted to embody intuitively. So it was a breath of fresh air when there was validation and tools to help me hone these waking visions. I set up space for scrying the same way I do with ceremony, with dim, warm lighting, candles, salt lamp i really like smudging sometimes palo santo sometimes incense sometimes sage whatever tickles my fancy i put what i am going to be scrying with in front of me i sit down close my eyes take 10 or 15 minutes in silence and stillness in what my intention is for this message for this vision once i feel anchored in that space in that question i open my eyes and i allow the journey to take me where it's going to take me more times than not i cannot intellectually understand the image i merely observe it and i intuitively experience something else simultaneously while observing this there are other things happening in a time or a place there's other people and or sensations 
very similar to how you can experience all of these things in such a short amount of time in dreams. In the same way that when someone is practicing meditation with their eyes closed, thoughts go by and the focus is to go back to the breath in order to bring a concentrated focal point. Same with the waking visions. You're looking at something come in and out of transformation. The focal point goes back to the breath and then you can observe it in the same way that you do when you're watching clouds go by in the sky, as I said earlier. It was really fucking refreshing to understand new terms in this world that I had been experiencing throughout my life, but really didn't have the vocabulary to talk about it in a way that made sense to other people. Here they are, other magical bitches that are here to hold space and say, hey, I'm a fucking weirdo too, come and play. <laughs> Ay, que bonito cantas! As we jump into the celestial dream states of weird, I utter the words I say every night before bed. Welcome, sweet sleep. As I delve once again into the unknown, deliver me the answers which I seek. I come with nothing and create. On May 10th, 2014, I woke up from a dream and wrote. I was around in Africa, unsure. Hot, sticky air, dry dust. There were many friends and family with me. Everyone was getting ready for a masquerade costume party, but I didn't want to participate. I remember thinking, why are we doing this? There's so much to see. And I finally thought I found something to wear, but then I saw somebody was already wearing it, so I decided to dress up as a medicine woman, but I had to find an appropriate outfit first, whatever the fuck that means. I was getting frustrated with the idea of having to wear a costume, so I decided to take a walk. I was coming up to a small opening of a rock cave where I heard chanting. I looked and there was a medicine man, gray, blue eyes, warm brown skin, with freckles that made you smile, strength, warmth, lightness emanated from him with another man, smaller. On the floor, there were pieces of what looked like chia seeds, but they were the color of dirt in various colors of the earth. They were creating a big circle and a smaller circle on the ground. The medicine man held a stick in the center of the smaller circle and twirled it back and forth in his palms. The small pieces rose into the air and revolved around the stick. When he stopped, they came down and arranged themselves again in the two circles on the floor. As the man walked out, the medicine man stopped him. A crow appeared in the hands of the medicine man and he sent it to the man. The crow perched on his finger like a parrot and the man was told it was now his. The crow looked at me and we acknowledged one another. There was a connection that was felt as the man walked away with the crow perched on his finger. I walked in and stood in front of the medicine man. 
He began to twirl the stick again. I started feeling unconscious, and he told me not to worry. I went under and was placed gently on my left side on the floor, and then my back. He told me to focus on the chanting and sound. Then he said, There's a little girl you care very much about. Your thoughts are heavy with questions about where you should go and what you should do, but you're on the right path because you're following your heart. There's a man you care deeply about in your life. Now what do you choose, north or south? While this was happening, my right leg began to rise involuntarily and I said south. I opened my eyes and looked up to see through an onyx rock wisps of what appeared to be people looking down at me. They felt like they were in a different realm of reality. I got up and began to run back up the dirt path. There was a light rain that began and I heard the giggle of a hyena. End scene. After I write the dream down, I go back to what resonated with me the most in the dream through sensation. And those sensations stand out through symbols. So I write down the symbols and then look up the definition in dream dictionary of choice and let it be, you know, like the T-file. Set it and forget it. And that's the magical thing about dreams. They're very similar to memories. Years can go by until something in your now moment reawakens, triggers something that you remember. As I mentioned in the previous episode, the winner of 2019 was a preface for my most epic death party to date, which I am thawing out of with my bitch Ostara. Oof! Oof! I feel that! I just got like an epic cramp deep in my cunt. You're welcome. We shared that moment together. As it goes, the universe has no obligation to make sense to you. And that's the reminder I give myself when I'm finding my breath in the moments of magic that take it away. So Death Party 2019, beginning in the mountains of Rishikesh, India, taking me into the jungles of Sumatra, unfortunately not stopping as long as I wanted to in Oahu because guess what bitches, COVID hit and then I dip into Wales for the entire quarantine coming out into a new world, new country, new culture, new customs. Bendita sea Dios que puedo hablar español porque si no, me vuelvo pinche loca. Morphing into a tortoise these past five years, having all of my things and my home on my back is something that became totally chill and norm and I enjoyed the rhythm of that flow. It was quite the challenge to navigate needing to be somewhere because 
The whole world was shutting the fuck down. New choice in this uprooted chaos. Whew. Being able to find gratitude for all of my spirit guides, elves, fairies, rainbow lights of the night for having my supreme bitch mama's house in Wales to take refuge in during the shift while Schnook was and I continued looking for home in a new country. This sequence of serendipitous events took us to potential land we could buy and begin to build our dream in. So it took me by awe when we drove down this potential new town we were going to be living in in the south of Spain and I locked my gaze to the man with beautiful brown skin and freckles, his smile peeking through his mask, creasing his gray-blue eyes with warmth, strength, and lightness pulled over to have a drink and some tapas and the familiarity that I was explaining to Schnookwiz as we sat and I told him I dreamt of this man a few years ago I'll read it to you when we get back was enough to bring up all of the little red flags that had sort of led to this possibility of land. Read the fine print, as is with everything when you wanna hop on to Pinocchio's Carnival of Fun. Gracias a Todas las cosas que existen en este universo, really, truly, thank you to the universe. It was like, oh, you like the hors d'oeuvres of the death party? Wait till the main dish. And being able to practice this feeling of intuition and having to look past the guise of really wanting a fucking house and land and a space to be in and grow and how simply complicated it is to do. So a plot for 10 grand? Fuck yeah. Sign me up. Except everything was like, bitch, no. Get the fuck out. And I'm like, but why? And it says, just go. You need to go. It took a solid two weeks to really let go of what Shinokoiz and I thought was going to be home. But the little red flags, you can't ignore that shit. The subtle messages of the body, never of the mind. And Schnookwiz was literally taking on this energy. I was feeling it. We were both having really fucking intense dreams, waking up, barking in the middle of the night, freaking out, really potent things we hadn't felt for 
a really long time. So much so that he began to have out loud tics, bursts. One night, we had this shared dream where I remember seeing in front of me the eyes of a fox and as I turn to my left to look outside of the window I see fire my eyes were open so it took me a minute to realize that wasn't the case because I looked out for smoke and couldn't smell anything so allowed myself to breathe as I was watching this fire and then slowly the flames dissipated and Schnook was was dreaming about the horses outside neighing and moving around and feeling agitated exactly like that so by the end of the two weeks it was pretty clear that if we get punked into buying this piece of land you dug your own fucking grave, bitch. And I said, nah, new choice. Now this place that we had landed in and were being accommodated by told us that we were allowed to be here for as long as we needed while we decided whether we purchased the land or not. But once we decided that we weren't going to purchase it and sort of look around and take our time, we were kicked the fuck out quickly and intensely without having anywhere to go luckily had an airbnb voucher that was about to expire so booked an airbnb only a 20 minute drive from this get the fuck out area no we'll just stay close we want to be really really close to the fire (laughs) yes please like front row seats schnookwiz and i pack up old school Ibiza Daryl that just came into existence a few days ago with all of the shit that we own and decide hey let's go into town and get something to eat something to chill before we go to this random little Airbnb that we're gonna be in while we keep looking for somewhere to live this fucking sucks let's go get some tapas and chill Mm, tinto de verano, that'll do it. And then a siesta, no mames. They know what they're doing. So we get to this little place. Turns out, owner is the same dude with the gray blue eyes. I'm talking to his wife. Find out that where we're headed is where the wildfires have started today and they seem to be spreading. So hopefully it's not as bad as they say. And Schnookwiz says, aren't you going to tell him before we go? And I say, bitch, we're only 20 minutes away. We're going to come back. I'll see him. At some point in time, it'll happen, I'm sure. Lo and behold, as they're closing for siesta, he comes, picks up his wife. We're paying la cuenta. And I tell him, so a few years ago, you were my dream. You were a medicine man. Da-da-da, all the things. He listens smiles and then gives me a hug and says but i'm not a medicine man yeah no i know you own two restaurants that's not the point the point is in this moment for me you were gracias i don't know who or how or quien te mando who sent you but thank you 
So, yeah, we'll catch you later. We'll come by, have a coffee, talk more. Bye! Off we go. The fun bit is that we're driving towards the plume of Mordor. And I'm thinking, really? What the fuck are we going to do that is best for us to right now? It was lovely. We got to our Airbnb, a glorified, bougie-ass Harry Potter closet overlooking the fires sent a picture to airbnb got a full refund great let's pack it up again on the road we go hallelujah (laughs) i know sometimes it takes the plumes of smoke to be like no but really just go and as intense as it fucking gets on the road is my flow first few rough days car sleeping where you literally don't have room to move is worse than an airplane but eventually you get to the campsites where you can fucking breathe outside and you're going swimming uh, and eating good food and feeling back in yourself and the ticks of saying things out loud are going away because you're dropping back into your body and you're not waking up barking like a dog in the middle of the night thinking that something's wrong little by little this began to dissipate as we made our way north neither of us knowing that it was the road to Santiago and by golly we fucking made it when we came into galicia as i talk about it in episode four felt like reaching the great valley in the land before time we were greeted with fresh picked tomatoes from the garden homemade wine from the neighbor fresh produce every day water that came out of the mountain from the spring to drink overlooking the Riviera Sacra I can't make that shit up but we do seem to be able to dream it turns out this incredible bitch how we met in the jungles of Sumatra Gaia B from episode 5 was only a 20-minute drive from the Airbnb we were chilling at and the wonderful hobbit burrow that they had vacant on their land was available to move in after our voucher expired hallelujah namaste hey hey in that time frame all the puzzle pieces fell into place and voila We have a magical bitch cottage we get to play in for the next year with Abuela Castaña hugging us in. Ven, mijita. Está en tu res now. Finally, for a little bit. And the symbols of the dream from 2014 give such a different perspective to the messages that are deeply embedded and how important it is to read between the signs costume putting a facade on towards others medicine man strong support system you have friends and family who will help you to achieve your highest goals 
crow conveying a message from your subconscious south life expectations and questions coming security light warmth life and growth north symbolizes reality right direction in life darkness unconsciousness rain cleaning from your troubles and problems forgiveness and grace hyena somebody who has a sense of humor and if there's any bitch that has a sense of humor it's the universe and the way that she unfolds things presents things gracias a todas las cosas for the breadcrumbs that you leave for the struggles and obstacles that seem impossible in the moment and once they are overcome i remember that it takes motivation perseverance and a shit ton of tenacity to make it to the great valley and for that i feel really fucking grateful As mentioned in episode 9, the piece Face Muerte drew itself the week we arrived in the south of Spain in mid-August. And as we're going through this really intense phoenix cycle and processing our collective shift at the end of 2020, I continue to find magic and reverence for the cathartic images that draw themselves for something that is ready to be released in order to be manifested. Fuck yeah. Our Dia de los Muertos celebration was moving into the bitch cottage. Now allowing life to unfold as it will in this next phase. So Schnookwiz is locking up and I look over his shoulder to meet the gaze of the eyes that I recognize from the dream when we were still in the south of Spain. I immediately tap Schnookwiz. He understands to turn around and the fox doesn't run away. We have this moment where we are all looking at each other, acknowledging one another in this incredible state of wasn't that a fucking weird ass ride? Aren't you grateful to be alive, bitch? For a minute, not forever. Enjoy it. We say hi and bye and the fox goes away into the night. <laughs> the fire the bringer of light the trickster the lover of knowledge the seeker of inner truth regardless of how it looks to everyone else and bookmark at the bottom of that episode under web of spells you will find all the puzzle pieces breadcrumbs for this séance spiral further into your weird for our magic moon days parte 2 of dreaming awake welcoming other witches and wizards as we ask them what have you dreamed to life till that non-existent point in time when we meet again in whatever form <laughs> stay fucking weird bitches